0: everybody, this is Soccer Chat. We are coming to you live from the United Soccer Coaches Convention here in Kansas City where we are at, it's Saturday. I guess we should preface, it's an audio, you don't know what day it is. Is it a Saturday? It may Honestly,
1: be. at this point of the week, you don't even know what you're just on like on the next day of convention. Actually. Right,
0: right. We're here at some point and every Saturday, we always come to the Keeper Goals booth with our good friends at Keeper Goals. Uh, make sure to check them out. Uh, we always do a show every year from their booth and this year, uh, the game has been upped. Is we have with us, legendary, newly rock star look, <laughs> Kyle Martino's in the house. Newly
2: really band
1: joining. I newly was band say, joining.
0: Like, it's
2: too bad
1: we're now like this is not what we saw. Like, yeah, not, like I see fine. the
0: picture that they posted all so man, bon <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, when Jay was with there was with us their day, and uh, Jay and I we've talked for gosh probably about eight nine years now. Yeah, yeah. and um, we were chatting yesterday with him, and he was like, "Dude, he's like wear your hair out tonight." I was like, what do you mean? He goes, just wear your hair out. Let it down. And then when Let you showed down. up, when you showed up and it was just out, I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> you're yeah. like, you're living life,
2: dude. I'm, I'm, I'm living life. I'm living life. First time at the convention since, uh, well, actually, I've been to this is my third time. First time was when I was looking for votes, running for U.S. soccer president. A lot more fun to be here. Yeah. Where I don't care if anyone wants to be here. Shaking and then the next, hands and hugging and babies. Exactly, like. exactly. And the next time was, and we were reminiscing about this last night with, with my, my Keeper Goals homies, was when we unveiled the first prototype of Golfer. And last night was just a laugh fest of like how far we've come since that day where like I had to have someone build a fake floor to like
0: put Golfer in and man it's been a wild three years good to be back well let's talk about your initiative you got going on with the golfer and everything with that um you know how did that get started i mean the 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 genesis
2: of everything i'm doing and over under for sure was leaving the u.s soccer election um with an issue of consequence that i thought was so important and addressable which is access and so um you know, I, I ostensibly was out to, to lead the country as a president of U.S. soccer and try to change the game. But really, I was trying to learn, like, how do you make this game as easy and as enjoyable as possible, especially for those not enjoying this incredible instrument? And um, I, I, I started over-under initiative without really knowing how I could solve it. I, I started the nonprofit knowing... Sport as a health and wellness instrument is is the mission. That's the north star. And um, I, I I worked with several groups, Aspen Institute of Sports, just to, just to really understand like wh- where is where is the friction, where's where is where we're losing the most amount of kids that can enjoy the benefit of this game. And um, it it came down to the proximity to a facility is the highest chance you're going to get any of these kids playing and, and still playing. So I stole an idea that exists in every country but ours. Every basketball court should have a soccer ball underneath the hoop are 2000 basketball courts in New York City. And it's the closest facility you can get to these kids not enjoying this amazing sport and the gift of sport. So that, that day I began a mission of trying to figure out how do I get the gatekeepers to public space that's close to kids that need soccer the most. To allow me to do this crazy thing and put a goal under the hoop. And, uh, man, it, it could be a seven-hour podcast explaining <laughs> how, how, how we pulled it off. But it's also to be sitting with Keeper Goals. It's the only group that didn't laugh me out of the room when I said, I'm going to build a goal that disappears into the ground. Will you guys help me make it? And they're like, yeah, you're crazy, but yeah, we'll, we'll help you make
1: it. That's, like, the cool thing about Keeper Goals is, like, people will come to them with, like, these, like, very specifically absurd ideas. And they'll be like, yeah, I think we can figure we can that out. We do that. We <laughs> And so, no, that's always been a fun thing with them is like there's no question that they're not going to try to find an answer to. When you were going and starting that, one of the things I think is what's so difficult is finding the name of something
2: that's going to stick with people. When, where the name over under come from? Well, um, I got asked that in a meeting the other day and, and you know, my, the names for things are either dad jokes like golfer, you know, <laughs> A goal that is in a hole in the ground. Which is, <laughs> And, and over-under was just simply, I, I couldn't understand why under a hoop wasn't a goal and over it wasn't a hoop. And you know, I, I, we obviously are in a multi-sport com, uh, country, and I grew up playing competitive basketball and soccer into my high school years. Yep. And like, Is your jump game good? I mean,
0: I've got sick
2: handle. Sick hands. I, feel, I feel like
0: you got some stroke from from the range, though. Yeah, I mean, got I can, the Steve I, 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 My shooting's not great. Let's, let's, let's be honest; if it wasn't then,
2: it isn't now. But um, my dad has this great saying: "If you can't fix it, feature it." You know, we're we're, we're never going to be a one-sport country, and yep. we never should be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, part part of my my aim initially was: this game has been incredible to me. We got to get it to as many kids as possible. And very quickly I saw, well, the solution is don't make a kid pick a sport. I mean, it's being able to spontaneously test out play in sports was my youth. And, and that's, that's a, it's a thing that does not exist for whether you have the means or not. You know, kids aren't sampling sport like I did when I was younger. So yeah, a basketball court becoming not something different, but everything else was, was just a clear answer from the start. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it is so true.
1: I don't remember, like, especially when we were all growing up, and, like your access to soccer goals is if you went to a park that had grass around it. But if you're in a city like New York, like that's probably
2: not as common or accessible. But like you have hardwood everywhere. Yeah, and, and there's an amazing documentary called Concrete Football that's about an area in north of Paris that the majority of the last French World Cup winning team comes from. And um, you know, I've drawn inspiration from a lot of things, but. Uh, if there's a Trojan horse for everything I'm doing, it's I want to watch our men win a World Cup online. Yep. And I want to keep watching our women win a World Cup. Um, and, and so this was, you know, the intersection of my, my romanticism and my, and my love for the game and my desire to see our country a world power and winning World Cup. It was great that, that I, I was able to see you can't design from the top of the pyramid down. And, it, and, and the byproduct of making the game as easy and as enjoyable to play was going to be these these kids that tend to come from the backgrounds that create World Cup winning teams. And so, um, you know, what was initially just a, listen, this is the cheapest, like, low-cost, high-impact way to get kids into the game. Very quickly when I started to study it was, I mean, this is, this is the safest... And most dynamic and accessible way to develop like young soccer players, and whether they keep playing soccer in an organized standpoint or not is that's someone else's problem. Yeah, like My my thing is got to get these kids feeling the buzz of the greatest game the play. Yeah, and
1: uh, it's funny. I think very similar. Way. We talked Jay and Mary yesterday, and I think like the cool thing about you and him is like he went to Europe to play and to like get out and like experience new things. And I think the fact that you're going and taking inspiration from the countries that are, especially on the men's side are doing it. I think that's what we have to do in order to like make change. And like, it, Like we always talk about, we want to see 2022, 2026, like our U S men's team, like do so us I, have I have this, you yeah. this
0: tequila bottle. You said it was, I have this tequila bottle that we featured on Amazing, the show. Exactly. And, uh, well, not with you. Well, you guys are, it's <laughs> what I do. Uh, we were talking about, you know, watching the, the men win the world cup. And uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Jimmy Conrad had tweeted something about, like, everybody's saying 26, but he's like, we could do it now. And in 22, and he was like, you know, what would you do if we win? And I had tweeted out this bottle. It's a U.S. Soccer El Himidor bottle from 2013 that, for whatever reason, I bought it. I was like, I don't know if you can age tequila, but I'm not going to open this until the men win the World Cup. And, of course, you know, at the time, like, getting jokes like, oh, it's never going to happen. Gonna, you're going to pass it on to your grandkids one day. And uh, so I – Put a picture of the bottle up, and uh, Jimmy was like, "I want to do a shot. I'll do it." We win it. He's like, "I'm taking a shot out of it." Jay sees the tweet, responds to Jimmy's like, "I'm in." Uh, when all the SD was like, "I'll host it at Vegas. We're gonna pop this thing open." So, would you take How a shot? How many
2: shots were in, are in this bottle? I mean, it's I mean it's, it's, a big I mean, it's, it's huge.
0: So it's huge. Huge. I shouldn't feel
2: very special. It's out You've got a lot of shots to pass out. <laughs> yes, I would yeah, say yeah, like 20 <laughs> shots. Good. But I'm we're we're, 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 <laughs> we're keeping it for
0: you know it's very limited. Oh, so like you know. All right, I'm in. We, we've added another.
2: I mean, the, the cool, the cool part. I, I'm, I'm definitely in, in the in the World Cup uh, tequila shot bottle yes challenge. <laughs> but um, you know, the, the the cool part is like, of, of course, we're at a convention where everyone's trying to create product to increase performance and, ca- and capture, you know, the, these inches in a in a in an amazing game where everyone's trying to sort of make it to the next level, make it to the next team, you know, do something with this life, but like. All of that, as exciting as it is, is secondary to just watching a kid see the possibility of play that come into their life. And I'll say that it's, it's been a really difficult thing to build because we're shifting a paradigm. We're trying to get gatekeepers to look at space differently and allow us to come in and do this crazy magic trick of installing something that turns it into everything else. And and um, I'll say that the day I I you know, looked up and realized you know, that this is this is not only going to happen; this is going to change lives. Was in the Bronx recently, um, we did our first New York City court, and it's with our amazing partner, New York City Housing Authority, that has 300 residences. And right away, they saw we have all these basketball courts in the courtyards of our facilities, and a lot of our kids aren't, aren't using it for its primary purpose. So rather than turn into something else, they said, "Okay, well, c- come and do this thing that you do," and so. We installed the goal in the Bronx and um, this kid came down one of the first days we were there and goes, I thought this was a basketball court. Another kid goes, it is, but it's a soccer court too. You can have it be whatever you want. And this kid said, that's amazing. I saw you guys from my window. And that, that idea of like these kids looking out their window and, and recognizing there's, there's a, a new, possibility in their life you know the curiosity and the excitement that it created you know that 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 smile and those kids that day that my director and I sat and played soccer with for an hour is like you know that that was the moment of all right we have something here that brings the gift we enjoyed and how we enjoyed it as kids to communities that never thought this would be possible or available to them yeah that's really the biggest thing we're doing which is you know, forget these cool goals and the and the ambassadors and the and the and the shine and the sparkle and the and the and the magic of all of it. You know, just simply a kid realizing this game's for me and it can be in my life is you know that that's everything. That that's the mission, really.
0: What's the so the kind of setup? Obviously, the the goals coming from from under. Is there just like an easy access button for like if kids get to the park and, and press it? Like, yeah. how does that work? It, what's so funny is
2: um, the late, latest video I put out, and 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 people goals will know this. Bless them. We we were laughing last night. I mean, I'm I'm a i am i am am a fun but impossible person to be in a partnership with. <laughs> it like, it's it's relentless. We're on like prototype twenty seven, and um, you know, my my first meeting with them, I said, here's what has to happen. Um, it needs to disappear when we're not playing with it. And they're like, all right, well, already out of the gate. This is crazy. <laughs> um, it, it needs to have the net pre-attached. There's no assembly. I and mean, this goal is a goal wherever it exists. and yeah. It becomes a goal. And no one's got to do anything after that. And a, and a three-year-old's got to be able to put it up. And so, John, I just... Just bless him was like, there's no way we do this, but we will, we will exhaust ourselves trying to figure out how you, yeah. and what it was, this, uh, six months ago, my son, who was three at the time, tested the the first one in public that we'd only seen in the factory and put it up and that was attached, disappeared when we weren't using it and a three-year-old could put it up put it down. <laughs> And that that day was a special day because you know we knew we got somewhere that we didn't think we could get to, and I mean now it's just it's wild to think. It's sort of you know, sky's the limit, in that everyone looks at it rather than say this is this crazy technology, and everyone's like, where's the power coming from and all this. I mean it's it's ancient technology. I mean it's it's how elevators and and windows used to work. It's just the simplest way you can create something dynamic that turns a parking lot, a tennis court basketball court into a soccer court and um you know fortunately it's it's not complicated so that we can make a lot of these and we can make a lot of them quick that's that's crazy it's like were your kids some of your inspiration for wanting to do this yeah you know i was i was talking with my um, director on the way here and we we're kind of trading youth stories of like you know how did what was your what was your goal in your house and you know everyone's goal was a was a a cabinet or or a desk or a chair, and I used to take things apart. I'd take like brooms apart and stools from the kitchen and set them up and tape blankets to it. And I loved this game since I was little. But really, I was just looking for my brothers to want to do something with me. So like, I, you know, I'd be the I, I would create Wembley in our in our living room and see if they'd come play. And they always would. So I've I've kind of been at this since I was little. Um, and so it, it's it's funny when I. When I started the nonprofit, and thought, "Well, I want to use my pulpit, I want to use my profile, and and my insatiable desire to get people to love this game I love, to create products that make it easy to enjoy," you know, building goals—I've been doing that since I was I was little. I've been turning anything I could find into a goal, so it was just the natural pathway to say, "All right, this is as a as a big gray-haired kid, this is how I'm going to <laughs> this is how I'm going to bring." the joy of how I, how I accessed the game when I was little to as many as I can. That's awesome. Like, with that,
1: what's, like, the, the big goal? Like, like is it to move it, like, across the country? Or, like, I guess, like, where are... Have you already started that?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, the... the, the I guess success for Over Under is um, two things. One is... And, and we're... I would say we're close to success on this front... Adam Silver, the, the commissioner of the NBA, gave us a quote saying a basketball court should be more than a basketball court. I mean, if if the biggest man in basketball says a basketball court should should satisfy, what's hey, what's up, man? Yeah, South Charleston, South Carolina, baby. <laughs> oh, the uh, um, College of Charleston, Ralph Lundy. By the way, is walking by. We, we got to give our podcasters. You guys aren't seeing this, but legend, legend of the game.
0: That's all right. Legend of the it's game, right. Ralph right.
2: Lundy. Oh, you're fine, walking man. walking through right now. My brother played for him at College Charleston. Yeah. This is the game. For, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Come see us. I will. Well, it's good, good to see to you, man. See you. you too. Sorry for oh, no, 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 it's all no, good. good. That's all the, good. That's the point. So um, the uh, remind me of the question. Oh, I they just watched
1: like the, the oh the, 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 yeah 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 the,
2: yeah the the aim and the success will be in one part. Um, shifting the the way we think about how you access this game to be more in line with how everyone does around the world, which is hardscape. Don't need a big field. Don't need grass. Don't need referees. Don't need coaches. And and I don't say that um, to diminish the importance. We're at the Coaches Convention, but but, a large part of your play should be spontaneous and should be on demand. And so, you know, part of the mission is to get people to accept there's different ways to access soccer. And I, I think we're on, on the path to pulling that off. Real success is, um, you know, you, you, you can't leave this convention and walk back to your hotel without passing a court where kids have the option to play basketball or soccer. And seeing kids kicking a ball on concrete is as normal and as pervasive as seeing kids play basketball play
1: that's awesome yeah i mean there's like the i'm gonna butcher the quote but it's like that quote where it's like i played club with my team two times a week i played pick up five times a week where do you think i actually learned how to play soccer and i think that's the truth is like you need that free fun, you need to get that's where you get creative that's where you you get these people like the besties of the world that can do insane things with in ball. they didn't learn that because coach is like oh dribble out this person and cut to your left and then rake it and do all this. He just like figured it out. I mean, yeah, and,
2: and we have to remember what soccer is up against. It's not up against kids playing basketball or playing baseball. You know, it's kids getting on Instagram you know, yes. or, 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 or playing video games. And, and listen, we're, we're not going to take a phone out of a kid's hand and we're not going to remove technology and, and, and the sort of inertia towards virtual experience. But we, we do have to work harder than ever to, to keep physical experience in kids' lives. I mean, they're not accessing playgrounds and blacktops like we did. And so um, you know, it sounds hyperbolic, but I, but I believe it and, and I, I live it. Like we, we need to remove the friction between kids and play. And especially when you think the most accessible and easiest sport to play on the planet the, the most popular pastime, maybe outside of eating, is is uh, you know, for me, I, I just diametrically oppose this idea that it's a privilege that, that that you have to that you have to you know, pay for or or earn your right to go do it. I mean, it. it should be so close to these kids that it's impossible not to run into a game or your desire to go play. So, yeah, I mean, the first court we ever did was in Bridgeport connecticut right down the road from where i grew up um and you know seeing these kids light up when their blacktop is something different and hearing teachers tell us stories of these kids sprinting from school out to the playground the first thing they do is lift these goals up you know that 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 for me is is where we need to get which is just just nudge these kids towards something that they want to do anyway, which is just get lost in play. It's funny, like I didn't, like just thinking about that, I think
1: like having a goal that they kind of have to set up, I feel like probably is almost more enticing than maybe going to a basketball court where it's already, like and you got hoops there and everything's already set up. Like, it's
2: like fun for these kids to be like, oh, like I can set this up and then we can go. I mean, I'll tell you, the empowerment when you watch a little kid walk out to a court and and, and have the ability to turn it into something you know like it's it's a great observation in that 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 was one of the things i underestimated was i thought listen it'll be great because i'll have this court but but the empowerment of choice and and their ability to turn this thing into something is is one of the cool moments that i think creates that you know, that, that excitement and that uh, community around these concrete locations. And that's what sport is, sport is community, right? It's it's the family you choose. And too many of these kids don't have that choice. Yeah. It's kind of funny because you almost did for others what you did for
1: yourself when you're growing up, like taking broomsticks, like you mentioned, and like having like that moment of creativity and that moment of joy of like, all right, I'm making Wembley in my house. Like now they get to make Wembley wherever they want or, and that's it's really cool like I, I never thought of it that way but like it really is a, like an
2: empowering thing for these kids it's fun i mean i i'm i'm just a 40 year old seven year old you know so I, my I, wife says I the same thing yeah <laughs> I, I think uh i think the good part is i designed from the like, the hope and curiosity that i had when i was a kid um and i and i out I would say the first months after the election, I I, I was still lost in this top of the pyramid. Like, what's the academy system got to look like? And, you know, all all these things that are important, but, um, you know, to take a lot of money to move things an inch. Yeah. And, and, you know, $30,000 and you can turn a basketball court into a street hockey court, a street soccer court, a handball court. I mean, that, that that for me, anything I was going to do with my time or any money I was going to ask from anyone was the biggest impact I could create dollars for dollar yeah. like to, did
0: yeah. you, No, 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 go ahead.
2: Um,
1: like, when, like when you started this, what were like some of the biggest barriers to entry? Like what were the, some of the difficult things when you got going? People yeah. thinking it was crazy? Yeah, that's yeah.
0: a good question.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, outside of people wondering if I was insane. I would say the, the number one barrier at the beginning was this answer. Didn't matter what my pitch was. Didn't matter what I showed them. The answer was, well, what do you mean? It's a basketball court." So, so, so trying to just, rather than help people see the, the, the possibilities with the solution, trying to help people see that there was a problem. That, that, that we could solve with these facilities. Trying to get people to look at space in a different way was the number one challenge. And we, we still face that, you know, basketball courts, just basketball courts. Forgetting that every other athletic facility we accept can be many different things, but sacred basketball courts, right? So that, that, that was the first. And the next was, um, yeah, was, was trying to find a dynamic solution because those that said, yes, we accept that basketball court can be something else, would not accept a permanent structure underneath their basketball court. And that, that was yeah. the next big hurdle was okay, we, we we accept this basketball court can be something else, but you're telling me you want to put a, you know, three bars underneath it that, that you know people can run into and and, and disrupts and, and gets in the way of a pastime that we we well, rate maybe a little more especially than where you are talking doing, about. It's where like, you're doing it at in New York, like that's like where yeah. like. Oh, well, it's three Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, that, that was, that was, well, I mean, that, that's one of the big reasons I went to the NBA first. And one of my uh, close friends is Steve Nash. who has been supportive of a lot of things I've done and has done incredible things for kids in sport. You know, he's a remarkable soccer player. And, yeah. and if you asked him, he'd probably say, I wish I, I wish I was a pro soccer player instead of a basketball player, you know, um, the, the the I would I would say that the the acceptance or or the support and endorsement of you know basketball royalty to say there's no way a basketball court should only be a basketball court and the cultural intersection right now we're seeing of of you know guys juggling the ball and layup lines and stuff like that you know these these sports were destined to have symbiosis I mean it's about time our country with the highest inventory of basketball courts on the planet. And, started to adopt what everyone else does, which is this is,
0: this is just a, a possibility for several sports. Yeah. And with the idea of, like, having the access to both, and you, you mentioned how it can open up the doors to where that kid in, in Brooklyn looking out the window seeing, oh, hey, there's a soccer ball down there. Maybe I want to try this out. Almost, a, like, years and years and years from now, the impact that you first thought of, like, what this can do for the game in our country and for – uh, you know, use, especially in areas where they may not have access to fields.
2: Yeah. Um, again, like there, there's, there's a concurrent strategy to everything I do where I, I can't, I can't quiet the competitive and and biased soccer fan in me that, that wants to give our country an advantage in, in the greatest pastime out there. I mean, I, I want to go into every World Cup thinking our women are going to win again, and our men have a chance to win. Right? Um, that's just a hard. I've realized in my life in the game and, and studying the possibilities before the election and after the election, it's just a really difficult thing to 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 in, to affect from the top. Um, and every other country in the world with a head start and a number one sport in their country and unlimited resources is is tweaking somewhere close to perfection at the top. And, and we can't expect to, to, to win that arms race. You know, what we have is a country full of kids that uh, are, are, and, and this, is, this is one thing that worries me because it's, it's increasing, are interested in and are close to sport and have many entry points to go and enjoy sport on their way to maybe finding soccer. You know, we, 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 have, we have to realize as a competitive country If we want to win World Cups, if we want to be elite, if we want to stay a a, a force in the competitive world landscape, it it has to be through removing the the barriers to uh, participation and enjoyment. And and I think a lot of the design that's counterintuitive in this country of thinking we're going to impact development is, is, is... creating friction that's making even those that can access or have access to this game, enjoy it a lot. I mean, that's the, that's the big thing. And now I'm, I'm old and I play because it's fun. I watch it because it's fun. You know, no one pays me to do anything in soccer anymore. <laughs> and, um,
0: no one ever paid either of us. To do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, we're on the same level there.
2: <laughs> and it, it's, it's fun through the lens that I can see it now to say, this is just the, the, the gift you can have for the rest of your life. And um, it, it's it's the greatest equalizer. It's the greatest social conduit. It's the greatest social justice instrument. It's the greatest self-empowerment instrument. And if you, if you believe that, which I think everyone that's at this convention does, yeah. and you stop for a second and think there are kids that have no chance of experiencing that, right, it, it should arrest everyone's attention to to just pause and consider how can I how can I make that statement false how do I how
0: do I move
2: the world towards it's it's a game that's in your life
0: if you choose it should be to me I, I remember I, I coached out of high school and they had a uh, physical education course called lifetime fitness or lifetime sports and the, the teacher they would do tennis or they do badminton or pickleball and all these things and I was like Soccer really is kind of a lifetime sport because you know, like you said, no matter what your age is, you can go out and kick ball. It doesn't matter how hard you kick it, but you can still play. Um, you know, I'd be re- I'd be remiss if we were talking about you know getting out and playing now. I know our, our listeners would want to know if you have any fun stories from your playing days because it's kind of soccer. chats really kind of like the the story time where it simply brings back good memories and you think of like the the hilarity that that may have happened.
2: I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a funny story that's off the field, but not 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 playing. So. Uh, when Beckham joined the Galaxy, um, early on we, we 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 became fast friends and and you know, locker room jokes and all. It's of probably that. the biggest flex on the show it that we've is, had. Yeah, massive flex. <laughs> <Yeah, massive flux. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> other
0: people are like, yeah, you know, I like, was talking to Alex Morgan the other day or you <laughs> know so and so. And Kyle's like, so I became friends with David Beckham. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, my yeah, wife I'm is gonna, hearing that going, he can you become friends with Bun. Kyle? Like his, uh, his reality oh, yeah. was, was, was epic. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to have cornrows soon. I'm just going to go through the lifetime. Of <laughs> David David Beckham here, Beckham. So, so true don't. story
0: about David Beckham is one of his most famous pictures is when he got the ring to propose that he was walking out of the jewelry store. He was wearing a t-shirt of my alma mater. Stop it's it. Dead serious. Vincent's university. See what a guy that played at our school, I guess was good friends with him. And it, it's the most plain shirt you've ever seen in your life and i guess david was just like i want that shirt guy gave you, it to you him. and you and beck so our school when when the picture came out our school reprinted the shirt and it was called the beckham <laughs> and it was like this is the coolest thing ever. It probably sold like it did and they still sell it to this day if you walk in the store there's a sign it's like the beckham and it's the picture of him the, the, the beckham experience
2: um so we we would we would uh, try to prank each other a little bit and the best the best prank was um
0: he had these flip-flops. There's, there's the, the shirt. And, and With the Echo baggies on, too.
2: I mean, it's amazing you look at a picture and know exactly what year that is. <laughs> um, so, he, uh, he went out to training, and um, I was in that day injured, and I looked at his locker, and he always would leave the same way, and he set, set his shoes, and that was the last thing he did, was get dressed, put shoes on, and, and, and walk out. He had flip-flops that day. And I went and crazy glued his flip-flops to the ground and I had to leave because I was dying laughing. So, and I wasn't going to be able to keep a straight face, but I heard that he went, same thing, got dressed, sat in a seat, went, slid his feet into his flip-flops and got up to walk and just face, (laughs) face planted onto the ground, which when I, in hindsight, when I think of, of how much they were paying for those feet (laughs) and and what I was jeopardizing, uh, I, I think that was, that was probably ill-advised, but, uh, it, it, it was hilarious, and the next next time I came to training, he had duct taped my my locker shut. <laughs> it took me about an hour to get it all off. So yeah, stuff like that. Those is... are the things I, I miss. I miss those days—the silliness in the locker room. It's
0: always cool to hear. I mean, you, you, we see these players on TV, and you know, I, I know like one thing. My wife always, remember, you know, like I wonder what they're like, like you know, outside of the game and stuff like that. And to hear somebody like David Beckham, you know, is a prankster, you know, and and, and, and you know, just a he would have every reason in the world, you know, not to associate with anybody and do whatever. And uh, somebody yesterday was talking about, like, he was like the greatest guy in his time in LA about, um, I think it was Winaldo. I mentioned he was like, signed to every person's autograph, took every picture. The team would be like, Hey, let's go. He's like, no, like, I mean, we're just,
2: at the end of the day, we're just kids, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is,
0: this is something
2: that gets lost on. I think a lot of players throughout the process, right? You, you kind of forget, I, I, I did this for free and couldn't have been happier to be yep. doing something. The idea that like someone pay you to play a game is, it of course keeps alive. Like just a child in you that thinks, you know, anything, anything's possible.
1: Well, and it's know? funny because yeah, like it, it's also lost like, you guys are like real people, you know, like when you see him on TV, it seems like this, this like layer of like something between you and like we were talking to Jay yesterday and it was funny because he's like, he's from Wisconsin. I'm from the Midwest. And he's like, you just remind me of all like my Wisconsin friends back home. Yeah, like, Probably have like a Moscow mule with you at some point, you know. And so, I think that's the cool thing when you guys get to sit and talk to you guys. It's like you are real, real normal people. Like, if you just happen to get to interview Pep Guardiola on the weekend, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not go going back to, to, to our
0: old man buns, yeah, exactly. Right? He's gonna be changing diapers, and you're like, This time I was talking to Pep, yeah. <laughs> yep. But no, it, it's it, it's what that was talking always talk about stories and hearing, you know, whether it's coaches' stories about stuff from their coach time or even if they were former players. And just – it's almost, um, you know, to almost have that scoop of, like, you can feel that you were there. And then it makes you really, you know, develop that attachment to this this, this person that you're hearing a story from. And so, obviously, we got to talk about the MDC Sports as well. Um, you know, Nick, we were all talking about it before we started recording. I have to publicly thank you for making me tweet uh, to win a pint glass – that is probably the most used glass in our house, um, but uh, you know what was what was that experience like? Because uh, you mentioned like families getting together at you know six in the morning, five in the morning to watch games.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, it, obviously, I, I felt incredibly lucky to. You know, there, there are only so many voices that, that have the honor and the right to to be in everyone's living room talking about the game. So to be one of them was was incredible. Um, to do it with, and I saw I saw Robbie Earl last night. Um, you know, to do it with people that are family, and and you know, I've been on a lot of teams in in my life. Um, yeah, just because you're on the same team doesn't mean you you have chemistry. It doesn't mean you 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 care about each other outside of the the, the aligned goal in front of you. Um, so to do it with people that have become such an important part of my life was was amazing. I mean, it was eight eight years, so it's like you know we spent we spent a lot of time together. So, um, yeah, that, that, that will always be, a an incredible and magical part of my life that I'm so grateful. I got to be a part
0: of. I mean, it's definitely, you know, you always think about, uh, when we were kids <laughs> before school, you wake up and if you watch TV, you know, you watched full house or, you know, whatever it may have been, um, say by the bell was when I was in school. Yeah. Um, Kelly was, yeah. Kelly hey, Kowalski. Jack- Ooh. Wow. 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 Um, how did it feel that, you know, like there were families that like it was so, their wake up, up to see this yeah. beautiful face. Every yeah. Day like, and, and the kids, those kids are going to remember that even when they're all like, man, like you when know, we used to get up and watch Kyle in the morning, I mean, that, that,
2: that is one of the, um, when we would go, not to like age all of us. I'm no, I'm old. That's fine. <laughs> um, you know, that, that was outside of, outside of having anything to do with someone enjoying the game. Like that, that's obviously the buzz of it to, to I would say the compliment I would get that, that really felt amazing was um, it's, it's the time our family spends together. You know, I mean, every, everyone is so busy. Everyone has this, this world in their hand that they get lost in, you know, for families to put everything down and have a shared experience. And for you to be any part of that was, was a really cool thing. We'd be at fests, and um, you know, moms and dads would walk up with their kids. And rather than, you know, taking their kid to something their kid's interested in, it was, you know, this is what we do together. And that, that's a pretty cool thing. There are a lot of, there are a lot of experiences out there that bring families together like that. So that, that was fun. And now i now I do it. Now what's cool is I'm, I'm one of those families putting it on the weekend with my kids. All right. Two, two questions. Most
1: fun person to ever interview, most difficult person to ever interview. Oh.
2: Uh, um, I mean, of of course, another flex. Most fun person interview ever was Pep. I mean, yeah. to, to to sit and be able to talk to. Hello, y'all are sitting at the post.
0: Oh, we're, we're we're, we're like, we do a really good job of making it look we're, like we're, we're doing yeah, the right thing. We should be getting commissioned for, for Yes. <laughs>
2: um. So the uh, Pep was amazing. I mean, to, to be able to. To be able to ask any question of what I consider to be one of the brightest soccer minds on the planet was was cool. That, that moment was awesome. Um, hardest interview... Um, was there anyone that was just like mean to you when you interview them, and just would like mean mug you the entire I'll, time? I'll give it? you a hard interview, in and it's more a funny story than a hard interview. So what, one of the first interviews I did with NBC um, was when we got through when I left Fox, and we had the rights to MLS. And one of the first games we covered was a Red Bulls game, and I needed to interview Thierry Henry. Um, and um, the producer in my ear said, "Okay." Go, we're coming down to you. And they came down to me and I you know, you have to have a minute or so to ask a couple questions of for me this legend, right? Yeah. And so I ask him the first question, and right as I'm asking the first question, producer says, We're having an issue, you know, we're not we're not actually going to you guys. And Thierry started answering the question, and it's like, How do you interrupt like legend to say, like, actually man, this isn't even on? There. <laughs> because, you know, like, so I just let him I just let him go. Oh, I wouldn't have done yeah, that. thing. <laughs> just answered a big long question that no one ever heard never out know anyway not going to watch. Thank it. you Terry. Yeah, good luck in the second half. <laughs> never, never made air.
0: It's probably a really good answer too. Yeah. That yeah. like probably people Meanwhile, knew. I didn't hear a
2: thing you were saying cuz I'm like I'm like
0: mortified. I'm yeah. Like oh my god, this is, <laughs> this is <awful." laughs> Do you like that side of I mean commentary analysis, Like do you enjoy the studio side more or do you like that like catch up with somebody at halftime, talking about what they yeah, saw. Yeah, I mean, I,
2: I, I like um, I like the game stuff just because it's fun to be around. You know, it's, it, it's so hard to really capture the essence of a game from a studio where you are not there. So, um, yeah, I might. I, I would say I would say my body and my family don't miss me traveling all around to play games and cover games, but that, that's as fun as it gets to be you know, to be to be able to smell the grass and hear the crowd for sure.
0: What? Uh... You know, I, I just completely blanked. I had it in my mind. It sounded like it was going to be a great question. Yeah, it started great. It was. So we could probably just edit that. And just, just, just Wait, There's, there's no editing question. in this. We, that's, that's how professional we are that we leave the mess up. It soon. was like a Thierry Henry uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, but like for you, you know, all these moments that you've gotten to have, you know, how cool is it to now share those moments with your own kids?
2: I mean, that's, that's obviously the, the amazing part is for your kid. Listen, I, I don't need my kids to be soccer players, to love soccer, but anytime that I see them enjoying something that's been so important in my life, like you know,
0: it's shared, shared
2: experience with those guys. Incredible. Yeah. As a
1: going to be dad in three months, what advice would you give me?
0: Um, Soak up all the hours that you can instead of going <laughs> home <laughs> late.
2: Start sleeping now.
0: <laughs> Stay out late now. I you mean, it's, it's, it's
2: hard because, right. um, you, you know, you, you want to shape, the, the the habits and desires of these little people and especially when it comes to a game that you have a lot of experience with, you just have to let them find find their own way towards it. That's fair. that's been the hard thing for me is you know, how much do I do, how little do I do? And I would say I probably err on maybe not 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 making it more of a of a focus in our life. But I, I don't I don't care if my kids want to kick a ball or or get on a stage or do anything. It's just, that's your new when, band when they're, when they're, yeah, exactly, yeah. We're starting a family band. That's, <laughs> big. that's what this podcast family. Yeah. More, more later. on the drums, <laughs> <laughs> later on the keyboards.
1: No, that's awesome. I, I forget who told me yesterday, they go, it's really hard to be a really bad dad. And
2: it's
0: also really hard to be a really good dad. You'll probably just fall somewhere. In the yep. yeah.
2: Just keep them alive.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and when you watch the videos of, like, where the kid's, like, falling off of a bridge and the dad, like, sweeps underneath, or there's one where a kid's falling off of the couch and the dad just, like, sticks his leg out and catches him with his thighs. Like, you'll, you'll learn your reflexes are, are, are incredible. We also, probably before we got here, people are going to want us to ask, what's your thoughts on the future of the U.S. national team? Oh, man. What, what do these guys got going for them?
2: I mean, I, I would say that um, I now officially feel old and that I, I didn't play with I didn't play with any of these kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited. I, you know, the, the cool part about where I'm at in my life is, is I do feel the fan side of me in a, in, in a bigger way than I have in a long time. And so, you know, obviously, it's easy to say ballistic, and some of these names are incredible, but like watching, watching kids fulfill their dream of representing their country, but also watching the like craft and reverence that some of these young kids play with, you know, and, and Weston McKinney the other day scoring for Juve, and, and you know, some of the clubs that these guys are playing for, it was it, was, it wasn't even something that you, you would not believe was possible when when you were younger. So to to see that the game um, is is opening up possibilities for these players to to succeed in big clubs on so the Champions, you know, in Champions League and all that, it, it it does let let that dream leak in of. Yeah, we can win a World Cup. Yep. So, I, right now, I just – I love – I'm entertained by the U.S. national team because there are players that I don't – of course, I care what the result is, but more so I flip it on because these guys are fun to watch.
0: Do you feel – like I feel like watching this group is the first time Not – I've always, obviously, rooted for the U.S. I want us to do well. I want us to win. But this is, like, the first time I feel like I've ever been, like, we legit can do this. Like, not a – not like a, hey, we might surprise somebody and get in – like. We can freaking do this! I'm going
2: to um, Columbus um, first time. I'm going to see a game in the new stadium. And my brother and I, we've we've never watched a US game together. Um, you know, we've been at the same US game, but never never watched it <laughs> together. And um, yeah, I mean that, that's what's what's so cool is I'm going to go a World Cup ballfire in the city that my dream of becoming a professional soccer player was made in a new stadium that's right downtown and. Join that with my brother as I watch us get closer to qualifying for a World Cup. It's like you, know, you start to piece together some of these things of big, beautiful new stadium in downtown Columbus and national team at the head of of its group to qualify for World Cup. It's like it's a good time. Good time to be a soccer fan.
1: Uh, you, didn't, you didn't want to come up to Minneapolis with us up there? And, a little, uh, bit, little bit cold. Yeah, a yeah. little bit cold. And they schedule that. Like, I'm going to that game. I'm super excited. But, like, I'm not really. It's in two weeks. Like, it's going to be so damn cool. Yeah, bring some hand Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, like, the thought of even attempting to be in Minnesota. At this, in this month, this season. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Kyle, we won't take it much, any more of your time, but thank you so much for coming on with us. If people want to know more about Over Under, they want to learn about the Golfer uh, and more dad joke products, uh, how, how can they find out? <laughs>
2: yeah, playoui.org um, is the website and uh, Over Under Play on, on Twitter and Instagram. And you know, the easiest thing, I get this question a lot, how do we help, is you know, just, just go to your council members, your mayors, your superintendents, yeah, the, the Parks and Rec directors and just say, "Why don't we have? Why don't we have one? So get us a yes, and we'll get you the goals."
0: We're going to change up one of our coaching questions for player relations. If you could pick a song that best described your playing philosophy, your playing style, what song would that be?
2: Um. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll close with this. The, um, when I when I won Rookie of the Year and I was at the gala, they did these little videos. That were vignettes that, that introduced the, 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 the award they were getting ready to give out. And when they did the video of me for winning rookie of the year, it was Princess Baby of the Star. Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's the song. Okay. I like You are one of the first people that had like a
1: good immediate answer to that question. I'm yeah, most people are like, not ever. a music person. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you listen to music all
0: the time, you're a liar. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kyle, yeah, for joining us, man. Thank you. Of course, it was fun.